So I was thinking about something the other day when I was gathering my mental thoughts on this finale of Star Trek Picard. Okay. It released on the same day as the first episode of Strange New Worlds. And I'm glad it did. Because Strange New Worlds picked me... The pilot of Strange New Worlds picked me up after this season finale of Picard shoved me down face first into the pavement. <laughs> yeah. I, Strange I, New Worlds caught not... me before my face hit the ground. Right. And whereas, so I went and saw Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> and then I watched a little bit of this when I got home. And yeah. It was a chance to see Patrick Stewart in two iconic roles. Yep. In one day, but um Are you spoiling that for people? It, he was in the trailer. Oh okay. his voice. No, I don't if they don't if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know Patrick Stewart's voice, you des- you deserve to be spoiled. Well and yeah, I mean we're not Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's fine. I was I saying it. it's in I the trailer, it. it's not a spoiler. That's, that's my I think that's a fairly agreed upon um, uh, but I didn't like this either. But no. I'm just glad it's over. I'm, yeah. It, 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 I'm going to abstain from going down the road that I did with the finale of Discovery. I, I think it, it. I think ultimately, I'm upset because we enjoyed the first season quite a bit. And mm-hmm. to have sort of like two mediocre seasons of Trek back to back like this, but I mean, not entirely mediocre seasons, but two seasons that seemed to follow the same points at exactly. which they deviated and just got a little, yeah. Yeah, both started very strong. Right. I mean, the first three episodes of this season of Picard, I think we were so excited. We were loving every each episode. We felt like it was just getting better and better. Yeah. And then... All of a sudden, it just became, you know, yeah. just giving us crumbs of plot each episode. The season of Picard was played with some interesting ideas and set them up very well. But it just got entirely out of focus and just very, you know, like when we do these reviews, I always kind of turn to certain words. I'm beginning to like try these one word reviews basically. And the words that are coming to mind with this show are basically like, you know, contrived, you know, a me- you know, messy, like not exactly like, you know, strong words, but like, you know, contrived, you know, messy and just kind of all over the place. Like it just lacking in focus. It just, I, I don't yeah, jumbled, jumbled, jumbled. And, um, so much about this finale just didn't work for me. And the finale, obviously, is an episode that forces us to talk about the entire season because it is the culmination of everything we have seen this season. So much so that it's got so much to wrap up that it doesn't really have time to tell a story. Yeah, and I think it just... It had so many things that it had to wrap up, and none of them felt 
like I wanted them, needed them, was yeah. intrigued about them, except the main storyline. Right. And then it even added in other bits that we didn't need wrapped up. So it just wound up like most of the last handful of episodes or more than handful, just um, once again, I'll say I could have, if I read the Wikipedia explanation of the episode, I feel like I would have right. gotten just as fine because it was all very much plot. So just plot moving forward. Yeah. So I, I think, I think season two began with a pretty good foundation. And I think that it actually began with a plot that actually seemed like it was going to be a little bit more fun. I mean, I know we've got the Confederation and there was the confusion and then it was a very dark time that they were in. But I thought that the time travel story was going to be an opportunity for our characters to really kind of like the same attitude they took with writing The Voyage Home, right? After two movies that really dealt with... Um, you know, some heavy hitting storylines, they decided to kind of stop and have some fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it was a really big bummer. And I agree totally that it started off and even the premise we thought was going to be pretty cool. Mm. And it should have been fun. And I sort of feel that they, they gave us some fun. Uh, it's as if they, they kind of said, all right, we, this, this, we got to, who got to make this have fun? So, Let's have fun. And they did it for one episode. And then they're like, okay, we're done with the fun now. We now we can move on to the real story, which is right. not how that ought to work. I think sprinkle fun throughout, you could have. I mean, there were many opportunities for fun, but it's just their focus was so much on these little intricacies of plot that I just did not find intriguing. Well, it starts off with Q being very present at the end of the first episode and then leading us through the beginning of the second episode. And Q, despite the fact that it's a season that it's, you know, it's a season that kind of masquerades as being about Q, he's not very present throughout the season. And yeah, I kind of feel like, yeah. He disappeared. I, I just, I sort of feel like with some, minor modifications you could have written him out of the sh out of the season entirely and just made it a time travel story i mean or better would have been to write him into it more or i mean imagine if you didn't keep him up at you didn't bring him into the front of the story and then you just throw these characters in this alternate reality and they realize that they have to go back in time and fix it and maybe it's sort of like a revelation at the end that it was something that Q did. You know what I mean? Um, but then why is Picard uh, yeah. plumbing the depths of his childhood trauma? Well, see, and that's the other thing, right? And this is what I'm talking about when it comes to me not knowing really what this season was truly about. I see what they were trying to accomplish, but I felt like this just that story just didn't mesh well with the rest of it. And I kept saying... Every time they would sort of go back to that story, mm -hmm. even right up until the end, I'm saying, well, surely the reason for this is going to be revealed by the end, right? Mm. Because they weren't providing us anything about it, any answers to it along the way. And ultimately, I still don't, when all is said and done, I still don't know what it was there for. Because it's not like this is something that was 
lingering over Picard for 30 plus years or or seven or you know more realistically seven seasons of the next generation mm-hmm. I, I don't this is like a um, it kind of felt like an Arium thing where it's mm-hmm. it's set up to be important yeah. this season in the hopes that it will be a revelation at the end but like this it what but it what it didn't work I can tell you what it was supposed to do it doesn't mean i think it's good yeah or it worked but i'll tell you what it was supposed to do right the idea the thing that allegedly was lingering was the fact that picard uh doesn't seem to have ever been in a long-term relationship right we've seen he's had right. these flings here and there mm-hmm. so the idea that this show posits is that he had this traumatic thing happen when he was young right where he felt responsible for the death of someone that was very close to him and he internalized the guilt and he was afraid of being close to anyone mm-hmm. because he felt guilty about what happened when he was a kid and it made relationships seem unsafe and so he um right you know, kept people at an arm's length and then Q was is dying and he always really liked Picard. And he said, you know what? Before I die, I've put Picard through so much. I'm going to help him out. I'm going to fix his his relationship problems mm-hmm. for him by... Cre- Here's where it gets where it jumps the shark, to use a tired <laughs> cliche. Yes. By creating a dystopian alternate timeline. Like how, how did he expect that to lead to Picard curing his uh, right. emotional problems? Beca- I don't know. Because if you take the dystopian thing out for a minute, okay, yeah. and if the season was truly about just that, just about Picard's well, mother and everything, then I think that that scene with the two of them at the end would have had more emotional weight to it. This is what I'm saying. I don't understand. I, I, I still don't understand what the like how this whole dystopia time travel, rel- you know, relative Rene Picard thing how that helped how that helped any of this it right. doesn't how i don't get that, it how does that how did q expect that to lead picard to come to grips with what happened with his mom makes no sense right because like i think i mentioned this before q is generally very simple in a way he wants picard right. to feel humbled he puts him directly in front of the borg so he can see that the borg are more powerful and his all his skills can't help him right you know that's very straightforward. There's no room for error. Right. This is very convoluted. It's it's extremely convoluted. And and I mean, when and here's the other thing. And this was I was even saying this from to myself from the beginning. Q changed time, and they had to go back and fix it. Right. So the timeline repairs itself. But I thought to myself. Well, Q could just as easily put it back with the snap of a finger. So, I mean, that's I mean that's what I thought at the time because he did it, you know, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, you have to do something that lets Q fix it. You don't have to fix it. You've got to do something in order for him to do it. It's like if you if you take the example of say, Q who, when Q flings them in the path of a Borg cube, they only get out of it because of Q. They don't get out of it themselves. They get out of it because of him. Because he does something that he wants them to do. 
Yeah. So I thought to myself, like, how do you expect... You can change the timeline. This is, Again, this is at the beginning before we knew that there was something up with Q. And I thought, well, he can just put it back. So it sounds to me like you have to reason with him instead. Like, you have to give him something that he wants. Or yeah. F- right? And if... If, it, if what he wanted was for Picard to come to, uh, you know, terms with his past trauma, yeah, then Q should have been there giving him the clues. Right. You know, I mean, well, okay, so but here, well, okay, so here's what I think um, is going to happen. I'm going to be devil's advocate for the show. You know, I'm going to, so they would say, oh, they did, he did, because he said um, humans are stuck in the past. Mm-hmm. And whatever those cryptic clues were. Now, obviously, I don't think those were effective because they were so cryptic that we, the audience, couldn't follow what was happening. Um, I don't think they were cryptic. I think they were they were ignorance on their part. It just looked like it was being they were being cryptic, but it was really truly just ignorance on their part. Whose part? The writer's part. Oh, I think that they just they wanted to keep it ooh, dark and mysterious, or mm. you know not spell it out for you why i don't know they didn't want to provide you any answers because they didn't have the answers either i think it did there was just terribly yeah. it's just it's hard for me to i i it's all you know this and you know picard's backstory with his mother and then the the time travel thing and then having to ensure that his great great ancestor gets put on the on the thing it's all it's all wrapped up together and I and I it's it's baffling to me what Q what Q was trying to accomplish. I mean yeah. it's it, it seems to me that what the season could have been or maybe 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 should have been is a season long story of that episode tapestry like something like that where where picard gets to go back and see something in his past that he can fix and what what he ultimately learns from is that when he does avoid the fight entirely he because the lesson in that story is you know picard gets stabbed in the heart by the nausicans he has an artificial heart and it leads him to become the man who he is picard tries to do it again but he avoids the fight with the nausicans altogether and then when we see when he does that he has this future that he's not proud of. He's not a captain. He's now this lowly, I think he's a lieutenant and just doesn't really have motivation to do anything. So it's to teach him a lesson, right? That, that was, I thought that episode was more of a, of a, of a penance. This season begins with Q almost as if he's trying to get revenge on Picard for something. He seems angry at him for something. And also through the whole, and it doesn't amount to that. He works very hard to thwart his plans, but not in a way that um, to, Q works to thwart Picard's plans. Right. Not in a way that leads him to face the past with his mom. It just he just keeps being there to make it harder for him. Right. So, and then at the end, though, he's like, "No, I was just trying to help you." So it doesn't make it doesn't add up. Well, I think, and also, when you think about Q, because Q's dying. I mean, that's revealed about halfway in that or at least something is up i mean early on in the season in the the second episode that he's in 
you get the sense that something is wrong with him, but it's more of like a something is mentally wrong, not like he's actually dying. Like it seems like something is troubling him. But then later on when Q, remember Q snaps his finger and it doesn't work and he said, well, that's unexpected. Q is very confused. He's very confounded by what's going on. It's like he doesn't even know. And I, th- I remember I said to you, because then, you know, after that, I think it's the, the following episode, he's playing the therapist. Then you see him as undercover as an FBI agent. I thought I said to myself, I remember I said to you, is it because he doesn't have the power to do anything with this, the snap of, at the snap of a finger anymore? He's now, is it possible he's now lost control of whatever he's trying to accomplish or whatever he's trying to do? So now he has to seek out alternative methods to seek yeah. to ensure that he... The, that whatever whatever alterations to the timeline he's trying to do, he's seeking alternative ways to do it because he just can't do it now with a snap of a finger. I mean, Adam Soong obviously being the an, being the perfect use case for that, but ultimately that's not what it became. That's not what it was. I, I guess that could be true, but we still just don't understand why was he just trying to make it so hard for Picard to. I mean, achieve. I think. That would have been interesting. Like, what if Q set Picard, set some events in motion that he sort of lost control of because he ended up dying? And now Picard has to kind of save the day at the end because Q can't really tamper. Like, he's tampered with it so much, and now he's powerless to kind of put it back to the way it was. So Picard really now has to step up and try to fix this. Yeah, it could have been a lot of things. Right. That's what I. That's where I thought they were going. I mean, if I knew who Q was, that's where it seemed like they were going. Yeah. But yeah. So instead, what we wound up with was kind of too many unrelated storylines that just at the end, right, was sort of just they just asserted and insisted like, no, these were all connected. Well, <laughs> and they all let well, us here, and it's like okay, but uh, so yeah, so I didn't the. It was just too much. The mom, the ancestor. Talon. Uh, Talon. Her. You know. Um, she was another thing that was confusing to me because she's a watcher. She's there to protect Renee Picard. And I thought to myself, if I'm Picard, you're here to protect. Oh, well, all right. I guess if you're here to protect her, what am I? Why am I here then? So am I. I'm here to ensure that her mission goes according to plan. Right. And why have it be Laris's ancestor? Why does everybody's ancestor have to be here? Yeah, see, and this was another thing. I mean, you bring in some of the existing cast members in other roles, and that's, you know, I, cool. But you also sideline some of them needlessly. You sideline the ones that made sense to be there. Right. And you, and you forced in ones that didn't make sense to be there. So you Rios and your Rafi yeah. and your Seven kind of had not not much of significance to do right they're the ones that make sense and even you killed eldar for some reason i swear he must have had like another job or something because it didn't make any sense i still i still don't get why that was done um no it makes no sense is it because they had too many they just thought there were too many characters i mean well if they're not going to do a good job with any of the characters why why get rid of them none of them were handled very well I suspect, and I, I could be wrong about this, I mean, I suspect that some of the decisions that were made this season were fan responses, right? Um, how fans reacted to the first season. And I do know that I like them. in the first season, well, what, here's the thing. 
where I'm going with this is one of the things about the first season that people that I noticed people complaining about was there was not enough Laris. We liked really? Laris. She was only there in the first three episodes, and we wanted to see more of her. Oh my god! So I you suspect can't listen to fans. So I suspect she was sort of brought up front more as a response to that, but that didn't what mean that you. He... But that doesn't mean that. <laughs> I mean, I liked her. I liked her. I wish we no, would have seen more of her, but I, I don't. I wouldn't have wanted you to sideline somebody. I find that a very strange takeaway from the first season. Like, mm, that was good, but I really want more Laris. Like, really? Well, I don't think. I don't. Well, okay. I don't think there was like a whole, you know, fucking campaign. You know, hashtag bring back Laris, right? Give us more Laris. But I think, you know, we liked what we saw of her. I mean, I certainly did, and I would have liked to have seen her again, but um, we didn't. But we didn't always have the same actress playing a different. But person. I didn't. But I know. So maybe it's more with the actress. But I. But at the same time, I didn't want you to sideline somebody, a member of the main cast. To, for that reason. Yeah, and like, um, you could have left out Sung and Soji completely. Well, because I hated that whole storyline, so that would have left room for everyone. Well, what did what did Talon's or not Laris as I you know call her? What did she add to the story, really? Like, what did she bring to this overall narrative that made... How was she important to all of this? I mean, she was able to get inside Picard's mind. Yeah, but you didn't need her there. But, like... yeah, It it was ill-conceived and ill-executed. I think you could have done that mind thing with Elnor. I think they could have written in some stupid Romulan thing, and I would have been okay with it, yeah. to say... Oh, we don't you know, know anything about that. Vulcans exactly. and Romulans come from the same race. I mean, I'm sure... If Rom- I mean, I don't think we've... I can't think of a time. But oh, yeah. maybe Romulans like, do... Mind, you know, Romulans could maybe have a mind meld, too, and do something like that, right? Or maybe just his yeah. group... His group has figured out a way to do it. Yeah, exactly. Know? Because... Right. Yeah, and I th- And wouldn't you think that that may, would make more sense, considering the relationship between Picard and Elmo that we even saw last season. I do. I do. But I think I would imagine someone's thought was like, well, since we're going to have him, you know, it's all about him learning how to love. We need to have someone around for him to think, make him think about love. And I guess since he was going to go back to the future and love her great granddaughter, great, 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 great granddaughter. Right. And you and I said, they we, they missed a big opportunity to have Elnor walking the streets of present day, or two yes. years from now, present day L.A. Yeah, and having funny stuff happen. It didn't have to st- be the headband, but something funny. Right. I think that you could have... Um, I still think you could have kept Rios and the Doctor thing, even though I wasn't a fan of it. But you could have paired off Elnor and Rios together, with, and then Raffi and Seven together. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Speaking of Rios and the Doctor, wasn't there a moment when they said, when yeah. they first were in the past, they said, no, we have to be careful and make sure that we don't change stuff too much. Right. They said that for about an episode. The first episode, then, when they were about to go then, up there. No. And then I don't think any of the thing about the circumstances changed. It's like the writers forgot that they said that. Well, I remember they said, don't do anything that would force you to give your name or anything like that. So, like, and they, they said, like, going to a hospital or something like that. And, of course, Rios immediately if you recall, gets injured and is taken to a clinic. Yeah, yeah. But his but also, t- they weren't supposed to like change things too much, right? Or no, but his, but his whole staying behind flies in the face of all of that. Yes, exactly. Him staying behind ruins all that. And then right. 
And also just beaming around willy-nilly. Um, <laughs> well, that had to set up the FBI agent thing, dude. Oh, yeah, they, that also right. did. Which, they ne- which never went anywhere after that. I mean, I, I thought that guy was going to come back. Yeah, no, I didn't like that either. What I mean, was the point of that? No, there was no point. Now, I'm, I'm going to bring up, so we're talking about things with no point. The biggest no point. Was the entire the, season? The Will Wheaton. Oh, God. Uh, Almighty. Scene. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I mean, talk about a, a, a going nowhere character, um, mm-hmm. not Soji, and a going nowhere cameo, right? To to wrap up a story that we didn't need, we didn't need to be wrapped up because it didn't really fit in at all, right? I had already, yeah. Worse, the Operation Khan. Well, okay. I, Wasn't Khan his name? I I know what they were doing with that. That's what? because yeah. soon we see it. You know, we see a soon on Enterprise, Eric Soong, who is working with genetically modified augments, just like Khan's people. So that's meant to sort of like hint at that, which I get. But as fans, we already know that. So I don't feel like you need to kind of throw that in. Like, we know that his future relative is going to be Eric Soong working with the Augments, as we've seen on that three-part episode of Enterprise. We know that. Yeah. So, but again, you and I were talking about it before the recording tonight. You know, going back to the Wesley Crusher thing. So now what the show does is connects Wesley Crusher as a traveler to Gary Seven. And New Trek cannot help itself in wanting to connect everything. And it's it's really driving me crazy. Everything yeah, does not have to be the, connected. The Project Con was one of those too because... He, I mean, it was already written in. We already knew that. But it, right, was, right, it was a reminder, yeah. Do we know it was called Project Con? Oh, no. No, no, no. Because it's one guy's name. Right, right. So the name at that is just silly in my mind. But but the thing is... Maybe it was like he just named every every one of these male whatever, every attempt was called Khan, but I mean... But here's why it's confusing. Khan already came, came and went. The eugenics wars happened in the 90s. Oh. So from the show's perspective, it's 30 years ago. So it's not entirely clear what they mean, what they're, where they're going with that. I think it's just meant to be a subtle reminder. It's like, hey, Eric Soong, Star Trek Enterprise, the three-part episode with the Augments. Yeah, yeah, we know. But he's a yeah. Soong, so we, we, but he's a Soong. We already know that anyway. I mean, so what do you, what do you want, show? Um, so, and Wesley, I mean, Wesley Crush's whole thing was just entirely unnecessary. And... And, you know, Soong's character in this season was just so unbelievably tedious. Yeah. Yeah, from a loving father to a mustache-trolling I said it in our last recording. I said, I'm like, I fucking hate Brent Spiner. I'm like, I'm sorry, well, but I do. Hate you hate the role. I hate the role that he's, play- <laughs> he's playing. Yes. You like Brent Spiner. Yeah, I just, I don't like this character. And you're not supposed to, granted. But mm-hmm. still, like... He was this unnecessary villain there to add a, an unnecessary complication to this 
storyline. And I was saying this about the season, I think even about Discovery. I said there's a lot of unnecessary complications happening in this season, which it's completely, fr it's so frustrating and tedious to watch. There's so much, you know, this is going to sound like it makes no sense at all, but it's like there were too many stories being told this season, and yet there was too much time, too many episodes to tell them. Like, it's like there were too many stories, but not enough plot to go along all 10 episodes. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it needed a bunch of uh, revisions. Right. You know, like cutting it down and whatnot. And yeah, just, it's just a big bummer. I don't know what else to say. It. Yeah. A huge bummer. Um, for, for a yeah. good premise and a good start to, to wind up like this. And, and especially after a good first season. Right. And to, and to wind up with this. And the fact that... The fact that... I don't know. I saw... Um, um, the person that is uh, Akiva Goldsman talking and saying mm -hmm. that they have a different show under this season. And that they, he likes that he, oh no, I don't know, this is probably just covering up or something, but he likes the idea that each person like sees a different Star Trek in Star Trek, and each so each showrunner will, we like wants to do a different Star Trek, and that's why right he likes it and whatever it was, it I didn't like it because it's it's it, make it an anthology show or don't, but don't give us characters and character development and then just throw it all over the You know, and I'm not trying to, um, you know, point fingers and, and like, you know, say it's this person's fault or it's that person's fault, but I just, I want to point out, and I didn't, we didn't have time to bring this up last week, but Patrick Stewart has had a very, is, has been very involved in the uh, creation and direction of the show. Because if you recall, he didn't want to come back and do season eight of the next generation. He didn't want to go back and do all that all over again. He wanted to do something very different. And um, while I'm not saying it's Patrick Stewart's fault, just know that he had a bit of a creative hand in a lot of this as well. Right. I mean, he's that's... He's a fine actor. He's, yeah. he's a fine actor, but... Well, and I've gotten into some very heated debate with people over the last week on this episode and just season in general. And I've noticed that whenever I have conversations like this, particularly with somebody who likes something that likes it, likes it and I don't, they defend it, which fine, but they defend it in such a way as if to say, they defend it in such a way where they're like, but the show is, as if to say, like, I'm not enjoying it because it's not a typical Star Trek show. As if to say, as if to suggest, the reason I don't like this is because it's not on a spaceship exploring space and telling Adventure of the Week stories. They keep saying, it's a different concept. It's a different idea. It's a different, and I'm like, I don't have any problem with any of that. My issue is not with the premise of the show at all. I'm totally open to them doing a completely different premise. Totally okay with that. You have to have good writing at the end of the day. The, the buck stops there with how good your writing is. 
I'm not critiquing the show on its premise. I don't care that the show is called Star Trek Picard and it's a you know alleged character study on Jean-Luc Picard. I don't have any problem with that. What I have a problem with is your uneven and sometimes very, very sloppy writing is what I have a problem with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just it's mm, it's just not good. Um and look, call me a monster. You're a monster. But that last scene with Picard and Q, where Q puts his hands on Picard's face and says, you know, even gods have their favorites. You've always been one of mine. You matter to me. And it's supposed to be the not just the culmination of everything that happened this season, but 30 plus years of them knowing each other. The entire moment, to me, just fell flat. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think it I think it definitely fell flat. Because of the season. Because yes, of yes. Like, what so they it, yeah. And I would say compare that to the um data yes. scene. Now, not everyone loved the data ending, but I don't think anyone could deny that it, it worked on an emotional level from last season. Right. And I think that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. But boy, talk about missing missing the mark completely with but the thing is with the Q scene right I I've always felt that the Picard and Q story sort of ended at all good things you know people like to make the argument well Q said the trial never ends and I said Sure, but that didn't mean that I did, I never took that as oh I may come back one day, right? And a part of real is like life is the trial, right? Like I took that as we'll always be I'll always be watching, we'll always be judging, the jury will always be out on you, human. On you, human. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Not not oh maybe Q will come back in a film or a feature or a future television series. Right, that's not how I interpreted that, and that, and, and yet the show, this show, wanted to try to do something with that, which okay, but it didn't have that sort of impact that that had because that was a bookend to the next generation television series. That's where the show began, and that's where it ended, and to me, that's where it should have ended with Q, even though we saw him. Three more times, yeah, but on Voyager, that wasn't, that's a different relationship. That's a different dynamic that Q has with Captain Janeway. The Q and Picard relationship, to me, culminated in that final episode of The Next Generation. So this final scene between the two of them, while it's the culmination of the season, they're trying to tie it into the to the larger relationship between the two of them that we have seen since the beginning of the next generation and I just didn't feel that I didn't feel that because I felt like we've already had this conversation we've already been here okay right and yeah I guess they added supposedly the fact that he's dying and that you know 
but the hug and all that. But yeah, no, it, it didn't work. But even him dying, I mean, what the reason why that didn't work for me as well is because, as I said earlier, it felt like Hugh was out for revenge in the beginning. And yet, as the season progressed, like when he couldn't, when he snapped his fingers and it didn't work, he was very confused by it. He's like, oh no. You don't ever really get to see Q because he's not present in the season. You never really get to see much of him grappling with this revelation that he's dying or moving on to the next plane of existence or whatever you want to call it. It's just a couple of moments where, like, you know something is wrong and then all is, and like the finale has to do with everything on these shows, all has to be revealed and unloaded at the end. And then once you try to backtrack all of that, it doesn't add up to what is presented to you in the finale. So, right. Not at all. for me, it's an extremely weak end to an, to an unbelievably, shockingly weak season. I mean, I can't... I, I mean, was the first season one of the best seasons of Star Trek ever? No. No, but, I mean, one of the best seasons of new Star Trek... Since since right. the re, since Discovery right. started, definitely one of the best seasons of new Star Trek. Yeah, and you know a lot of these review sites are, one a lot of these review sites are looking back at that season, saying it was a very uneven se- season one was that it wasn't good either, and, and like and that it was uneven, or that it was this or that. And I said no, I mean it wasn't again not perfect. There were some things that we didn't like about it, but the conversation that you and I are having right now, we did not really ever have a conversation like that for the first season. No, not at all. Um, and I don't like this season's almost blatant disregard for everything that took place. or uh, Everything that happened at the end. Everything that was suggested to be happening at the end of the first season. Yeah, yeah. And especially the characters. One of the things that I think most people kind of liked about the first season, at least, was the characters. And right characters got really short shrift and i think that this is a good transition for the fact that um there's been a lot of news coming out of actors mm. saying they're not back for the next season right. of picard so right. that's it for these characters that i thought were pretty darn good characters and what a sad end all of them are out except as far as i know all of them are out except for michelle hurd and jerry ryan Um, that's Trevor. It's yeah, it, it's it's almost in a weird way. I mean, I don't know the reason behind it, but in a weird way, it's almost disturbing. Like, don't you feel like this season? Because we knew, we now know what next season is, at least who's going to be in next season. Mm-hmm. And now that this season has ended. And you look back on it, don't you kind of feel like the season was real? This season, all, all it was here for was to kind of like clear the room for the next generation cast. Isn't that what it feels like to you? Isn't that what it feels like to you? Like you're just setting the stage for the for the for the kind uh, of. yeah. You're getting yeah. them all out of the way to bring them back in. Yeah. To kind why? of fix the problem. To kind of fix the problem of the show. Yeah, I mean, they, they, it's a bummer. I mean, I, the, yeah. The first season was fine. It's just, it does seem sort of a very reactionary thing. Like, oh no, people didn't like the first season. Let's 
go the total other direction. Oh no, let's just bring back the. I don't. I don't know what they're doing, but I. I don't think we can know. But I think what we can know is that whatever they did this season didn't work. I don't know if it's going to be. I mean, they're all going to be there, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to be TNG season eight, like we said the show was not going to be. But yeah, how can you, know, you not I, think that when you bring the entire cast back? My confidence in this show now is is. Uh, it's a shame. I never thought I would find myself comparing this show, the quality of the show, to Discovery. I mean, we credit where credit is due, right? I mean, it was a very Discovery season. Was season four of Discovery great? No, but in spite of how it turned out, okay, um, we loved the beginning. We liked. I think our biggest criticism, really was that it was just being dragged out quite a bit. Yeah, like the beginning. There the wasn't... finale was fine. Yeah. And like, Tarko, eh. But we didn't really... We were not really kind of going on a tear about the show, right? It yeah. just felt like they had... It just felt like they were just dragging this along across too many episodes, and this Tarko thing wasn't really that interesting. But where I landed on that show is that it's definitely the strongest season of the show, and I kept saying, it's a step in the right direction. If they can... If they can keep this up and just keep improving on it, great. Okay, but they they made some good decisions, and they and the show has got progressively better as uh, throughout the seasons. I was not expecting this from Star Trek Picard. I mean, I was not expecting. I mean, was I expecting it to be the best season of the of Trek ever? No, but I was expecting something. But it must be at least as good as last season. At least as good as last season. You know, maybe an improvement on last season because they were doing something very different and. I can remember us talking. I remember when the trailer for the season first came out. Um, I think it was, I believe it was Captain Picard Day. I can't remember. Or maybe, I don't know. It was one of those days where they re revealed a bunch of trailers. I think it was Star Trek Day. And the one that, you know, we were talking about the Discovery trailer and the strange, there, there was a Strange New Worlds Meet the Characters trailer. And then there was this one. We did a podcast episode on this. And we said the wildest one that we had seen was the Picard trailer. And we were like, this looks like it's going to be amazing. It looks like it's going to be... I don't remember exactly what we said. But I felt like we were really looking forward to it because it was just going to be this whole like throwback of like, oh, a time travel episode back to yeah. current times. and it, yeah. yeah, and certainly part of that was the fact that the trailer looked cool. And given that I thought the first season was, right. was good, I sort of thought, all right, they've got this premise. They've got a good team that can do a good mm -hmm. season. This is going to be so great. They're going to pull it off. It's certain. Yeah. That was all wrong because I didn't realize there had been a change of showrunner. And uh -huh. it certainly was. was not a story. We, it was certainly not something we were expecting. What no, that trailer, what no. we saw in that trailer. And yeah. I figured executed competently, this is going to be a lot of fun. Right. We're like, oh my God, like a, you know, they're going to. It wasn't clear to us like that they were going to be in 2024 for the entire season. But it seemed to suggest like, you know, maybe time jumping or something like that. And I thought, but I remember thinking like, oh my God, they're going to do like the A Voyage Home Future's End thing. Oh, this is yeah, going to be they, great. They yeah. Do a voyage Home in sort of what I still think is one, like the cheapest way possible. Yeah. Yeah. So where they go with season three, I mean, we just know the next generation cast is going to be there. It, the. 90% of the Picard cast is out and yeah. I'm going to watch it of course but I think you know and I, here's the thing of the cast the current cast I think the one I'm most disappointed by leaving is Elnor because yeah they didn't do shit with Elnor 
that that he got such a, the short the short end of the stick, and I would have loved to have seen Elnor. I mean, maybe he still will. I don't know, but I would love to see have see Elnor have some scenes with the next generation cast because I mean for many reasons, but I can remember like um early in the season when they're all when they're in the confederation time and they're all convening like in that corner right and picard says it's q elnor kind of perks up and he goes he's like q q i read about him in your biography like oh yeah and i th i maybe yeah he could have been like a fanboy for the, the yes he could have been almost like a like a boimler kind of person right and be like um, oh my god commander right captain Riker, and right so yeah. I would have liked to have seen, um, you know, some interaction between Elnor and the next gen. Elnor and Worf. Elnor and... Because Worf and, you know, Worf doesn't like Romulans. Bring me some scenes with Elnor and Worf, right? Yeah. Um, I would have enjoyed that very much. Yeah, maybe they could still do it. I mean, maybe... I don't know. I don't know if it precludes them from being guest stars. But... Um. Yeah, dude. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know because they were definitely setting the stage. Early part of the season for some very good stuff, and yeah, I'm I'm yeah disappointed that Rio stayed behind. I would have liked to have seen Rios. I would have liked to have seen more of Captain Rios on the Stargazer. I think that would have been very cool. So. It's a shame, but we uh, the season's over with. I you know I almost ended that sentence with well I will the season's over with thank God, and we can move on to bigger and better things, which as you know is Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is what we're going to be talking about in our next episode. Indeed. Do you want to give any quick? One sentence, what you thought of the pilot of that show? Or do you want to save it? Um, it was fine. I knew that's what you would say about the show. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. It was fine. But for the uninitiated, this is what he typically says whenever we leave the movies. It was fine. Well, fi fine means yeah. I had no problems with it. But it also didn't have me, you know, super excited. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they almost, they could have gotten more than a fine, but they sort of blew it at the end there. Oh, uh, I see. Um, off to a good start? But, yeah, my feeling is that I, I totally understand this is the first episode. they got to put mm. things in place. Yeah. In all the reviews I've read where the reviewers have seen the first five mm. make it sound like it's going to be exactly what I what I hope it will be. So yeah. I'm, I'm not critical of it. No. Um, yeah, and I'll just give my quick impression before we uh, record it tomorrow. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed it very well. I enjoyed it very much. It's not, it's not the best pilot of Trek, and that's not what I was expecting. But it felt... It gave me a nice homey feeling. It felt like it's back to the trek that I have missed for quite some time. Mm. There was a there was a certain familiarity about it that I really 
that I really, really liked. But I think it's also helped by the fact that I like Anson Mount and Ethan Peck and Rebecca Romain in their roles quite a bit. So um, they did a lot of good stuff in the pilot. I, I, I enjoyed it, and I'm, and I'm very excited to, uh, to talk about it with you when we, uh, uh, tomorrow when we uh, do our next recording. The day Great. before episode two of Strange New Worlds comes out. True, true. Very good. So if anybody would like to uh, get in touch with us on Instagram, you may do so at in Star Trek We Trust Podcast or on Twitter at Star Trek We Trust. And until then, we'll be back next time to discuss the pilot episode of Strange New Worlds called Strange New Worlds. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.